Welcome to the Mighty Dragon. I just caught up with indie director Anne-Marie Scragg to discuss her latest movie, Firefly, a very emotive, powerful story about the deaf community. What I really appreciate about this interview is Anne-Marie's passion about the subjects that she has filmed. And I can see a whole career of telling real people's real stories. Thank you to Anne-Marie for this opportunity and all the best with Firefly. And if you hang around, we have something special at the end of this interview. The Mighty Little Dragon talks to one of the child actors of Firefly, Olivia Pickering. And Marie Scragg, thank you so much for joining me on The Mighty Dragon. Thank you. How are you today? Yeah, really good. Very good. Happy it's Friday. Yes, TFI and all that. Um, (laughs) Director, writer, actress, is it possible to say what gives you the most creative fulfilment? Well, I'd use acting very loosely, as in I go round to my local uh, theatre occasionally and and make them sort of cringe at my work. But I do think it's important (laughs) for a director to keep acting, just to get that sense, really. So, yeah, I only act in a sort of amateur way. And I think, and directing, I think, is the most hard work, Victoria. I think it's really, really, really tricky and quite a lonely profession. But... I would say the most creative for me is writing because it's just like you are now, it's just there, isn't it? With blank paper and all on your own and just starting to see things in your imagination that then come out. And then when a writer really sees that come to life, yeah, that's amazing to me and that's so creative. Okay, oh, that's so interesting to know. So you're bringing it back down to the writing. That's the most creatively for me. Oh, that's amazing. And how did it all start for you when you started to turn these into productions? So I've got real imposter syndrome because I did community art. So I've done that for about 22 years. So I just did theatre in prisons, um, in hostels, and, you know, really with marginalised communities. Um, sometimes I'd get a commission, say, from a theatre um, to do something with maybe asylum seekers, but it was always with these people with incredible stories. And then I wrote a theatre production called How We Live, which was amazing, yeah. UK child poverty. And I worked with young people for 18 months, which is really rare, Victoria, for someone. It's usually like, you're in there with a month or have a quick chat with them and that's yeah. it. And I, because I did such long research, um, I felt like I really understood and I really was in the best place to tell that story. And then I made that film. I wrote it with a guy called Peter Cox, who used to write Brookside, which I've heard is coming yeah. back now. Very exciting. And wow. I love Brookie because it's Northern and it's very much, you know, real people going through real things and real drama and, you know, really pioneering. I think they did a storyline about dyslexia that then they sent out loads and loads of help books and stuff. And that's what How We Live came and it actually came about as a trading video for social workers, teachers, council staff. And then I just got this book, Victoria. I was like, how am I going to go back to normal life without filming? And yeah, I just absolutely <laughs> it. So since then I've been, yeah, I've worked on, uh, I did Firefly. I did another yeah. film before that called The Wheel. And then I'm just working on one now. So I've, yeah, I've definitely got the book. I'm very, yeah, very, very excited and really enjoying it all. That's fantastic. And what would you see as the, the strengths and benefits of indie film? I think you've... <laughs> You definitely, like I was saying, focus on those realist, important 
themes rather than, you know, you really want to raise awareness, you get cross really about a subject and you want to tell people about it. Whereas more sort of studio films can be more about escapism, which we love them as well. But I, I like the way that the benefit being that you have that creative freedom a little bit. Yeah. You do get people saying to you, come on, come on, we don't want to tell people off. And we definitely don't. We want it to be entertaining, but we certainly want to be able to have that creative freedom to tell a story, which I think indie films do. Oh, that's wonderful. I, I totally agree with you. I love indie film and I, I just love that personal touch about it. Outside of the budget, what are the challenges of indie film? I think you feel a massive responsibility such ability especially as a writer to get it right now um so obviously the last film that i did was about children who are deaf and how people with disabilities can suffer abuse before that it was young people and domestic violence before that was uk poverty if i don't get that right i'm upsetting a lot of people um about the most distressing part of their life sometimes and, and and they're sharing their stories with me so I feel that huge 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 responsibility yeah. and in the film, I've got no one to blame it's all it's all on me so um yeah I think it's it's a big cross to bear in a lot of ways which obviously I feel very privileged but I also feel like the book stops with me with an indie right. film I was looking at Firefly my friend's daughter stars oh. in Firefly it was shot in Cornwall Mm. And I can imagine that had its unique set of complications in terms of filming locations. Mm -hmm. What considerations do you need on filming locations? Um, yeah, it's always that thing, again, with budget, where you're thinking constantly about money. But I love the fact that with Firefly, we really got in some beautiful seascapes. And, and because yeah. Cornwall, just, especially that part of Cornwall, right at the bottom, is just stunning, isn't it? It was just you really felt sort of out on your own. And I think with um, with that in terms of location, we were like, how can we tell this person's story and get in all those aspects? So get in the fishing, get in the surfing. How, how can we do that? And we luckily found somewhere, um, Puff Leathern, where it was, it yeah. was all really, it had everything in that. Yeah. So we managed to keep it all that location really tight which is the same for the next one. I think that's been a big learning curve for me, like just keep it really close by. Yeah. And yeah. Did the weather dictate any of the direction of the film? Unfortunately, we had a lot of stuff with flight paths and stuff like that. There was an wow. RAF. The drone was going to go up one day when we were doing a surfing thing. We couldn't do it. We literally were restricted. So, yeah, that was annoying. Um, that Actually, we did really well for the rain. On the days that we expected it, you know, good old British weather telling came through for us and, right, it's going to rain today. Oh, it's not raining yet. Still not raining. Your friend's daughter was amazing. She just was, was off on the beach, you know, <laughs> the joy of a wetsuit. Um, but, yeah, oh. it, was, it, it was, that was a really beautiful day with the surfing scene because the light just seemed to come out for us. And then she just went, sunshine. So went up and down the beach, so then we ended up shooting a lot more, you know, of that sort of spontaneity, uh, which was really exciting. And that, I would say, is also amazing about indie film. Like, there's no one to say, to, oh, no, 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 we've got to shoot that now. I was like, you know what? That child 
is telling a story by running down that beach and let's let's shoot that so so yeah it was i think it does give you a creative freedom which is really powerful yes very interesting tell me about firefly so i was asked to do a film about domestic abuse and disabilities especially with people who are deaf and I, I really was, so I, I did a lot of research and spoke to a lot of people who were just telling me these stories that really surprised me about if they were with their abuser, whether it was intimate partner violence or a parent, or it was, you know, they'd come to somewhere, like in our film, we have it in a hospital, to tell someone what's happened to them. And instead of the hospital or the or whoever getting an interpreter, Sometimes they're brilliant and they do, but a lot of the time they don't. And so there is somebody that's extremely vulnerable and the only person that can communicate for them is the person that's committed the crime against them. And I just thought, oh, wow, yeah. how powerful is that? And and I didn't know that. And how many other people don't know that? And so it was some it was a story I wanted to tell. And I wanted to look at how if you are in an area which is a bit out in the sticks, you don't get help as much. Like when we live in London yeah. or Manchester, you know, it's all there for us and, and all yeah. that support is there. Um, but if you're out in the sticks, even in beautiful Cornwall, with mm. you really would be stuck. So yeah, the story is then about a, a wonderful father who is a widow who then gets into a relationship and uh, his partner becomes abusive. He goes off to work on an oil rig because she is quite a materialistic woman and she really wants um, him to earn more money. And when he goes off to work there, there's obviously, she starts to abuse um, his daughter and it becomes quite dark quite quickly. So yeah, it was, I think it was an important story to tell. There's a lot of stories in the media about children who have been really abused and even killed by new partners. And yeah. I think it's, it's a very, very tricky and, difficult subject to talk about but I think it's important I think it's important and I think we really need to look at how we can help people that are suffering abuse if they have a disability because we're getting better the police are getting better there's, there's stuff out there but I still think it, you know it needs it requires a lot of work yes it's a very important message coming mm -hmm. over in Firefly mm -hmm. I just wanted to ask you a few questions about working with child actors just one on the side actually I, I thought of as you were talking when you mm -hmm. were casting for this how how do you cast your child actors what, what specifically do you look for well with this film obviously the child actor had to be deaf yeah so they had to be deaf and they had to look similar to each other because we have three actors all playing Frankie mm -hmm. uh, um, so that's a big thing I'm just looking for natural behavior I right. stage school uh, cast in anyway I, so I I run um, a theater school on a Saturday and I run it for the community because I was really lucky because that was my experience growing up and you know where it's not about money and it's not about huge term fees but it's about children having access to arts which I think is really really important however I try and really explain to kids from a really young age the difference between acting to camera and on stage and so sometimes it's really sad because you'll see someone wonderful but because they're so big in their performance 
it's really hard. So Olivia was just unbelievable because she was five and she just was being herself. Yeah. So she just went for it. But she was incredible, but she just was herself. And I think, you know, often when you're casting for anything, you know, people want to say to you, oh, do you want this or do you want this? And you know, you have an image of exactly what you want. So it's not necessarily their acting. And I think it's my job as a director to colour their imagination to get them there. And I'm always very happy, happy to change scripts and change things around. But I think for a, a child actor, yeah, it's about being natural. And then if they are a little bit stagey, just to, that they can take that direction so they can bring it down again to get there. But, um, and also just to be, a nice kid really 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 hard work it's boring a lot of the time you know there's a lot of um dry sandwiches ate and <laughs> in between <laughs> it's really important that they have a good time and that they feel protected but yeah i'm always looking for a child that you know is, is happy to do it i think there's nothing yeah. worse than a child that isn't enjoying themselves i think that's key for me what considerations do you have to make when you're filming? As in, are you allow only allowed a certain amount of time with the child? Yeah, so obviously you can only film for so many hours for however, on their contract, however old they are. And obviously you've got to have their chaperone there all the time. And yeah. they get breaks. And obviously if, if it was a longer project, then they'd have a tutor as well. Luckily for Firefly, it was only a couple of days with each. That was the beauty of having the different actors is that we we could we weren't using that actor for so long because it's just you know exhausting for a child isn't it so yeah that's definitely yeah. An important consideration just that they have everything that they need and that they're only working for a little bit and they're not working late or, or things like that that we really work the schedule around them really i was going to ask you so from how we live through to firefly they're both very powerful emotive real stories um mm. is this where you're going to go in your career? Depression, misery, yeah. <laughs> Are you going to keep portraying these types of stories? I mean, they're the stories I get asked to do. So I think, and I, I, I'm interested in women. I mean, if one day I'm interested in Beatles or in Saturday, <laughs> I, I really yeah. care about about that and I really sort of want to tell their stories because um, I think it's important. Um, and I think I'm really interested in the truth as well. And I think that, you know, I hate the phrase kitchen sink dramas, but I think that people have really interesting stories to tell that happen yeah. all the time around us that, you know, don't involve, you know, really sort of, amazing glamorous moments in life and, and I'm interested in those stories they're the stories that melt my heart so they're the ones that I want to tell really as well yeah I think that I always need to be careful as a director that we're not telling people off and that people are still having a good time watching the film and there's so I, I and I think it was really important that I ended this film positively and I'm glad that yeah. I did and I think that was important for the deaf community as well but yeah for me that's what I care about. I care about getting the truth out there and stuff. Okay. I just wanted to ask as well, have you any special magical moments from Firefly you'd like to share from behind the scenes? So there was a wonderful guy who played her granddad, Jim, and his, yeah, he was, he was an ex-police officer 
and quite a normal bloke and we found, and we didn't get the guy that um, we wanted to, schedules changed and things. And then this guy got in touch with us, Jim, who, who plays Mick. And he was just this, you know, he was a local guy from Cornwall and he just really cared and he was so passionate. And so we did this scene where the, he, he is reunited shall we say, without giving too much away, with his granddaughter. And he comes out to meet her on the set. And we hadn't planned any of this. And he just bursts into tears. And me and the AD burst into tears. Oh. The DA was like, what are you doing? We're like, oh. you know, he said to me, you know, I'm a granddad. And I think that's it, isn't it? When, you know, the actor cares about as much as you. And then the little girl, you know, Francesca, who's like 10, who he was hugging, she got really emotional. And yeah, it was really special because it's that moment, isn't it, on the film where you know that everyone understands what's going on from just one image. And um, and yeah, it was it was really, really, really powerful. Just when people really love that film. And then I would say the other moment was we had deaf interpreters there um, who were brilliant. Marilyn was um, the one that worked with us, and she. Um, really looked at interpretation from the acting point of view and used a lot of shorthand. She was brilliant at what she did. And yeah, she got really emotional as well on one scene. And you just, yeah, it was just really lovely. And then she, when she left as well, she just talked about how much she enjoyed it. And and that meant a lot, I think, because having that sort of sign off, shall we say, from the deaf community was, yeah. was special. Oh, lovely. What's coming up next for you? So the next thing I'm doing, which we just finished the script edit for, is a film on the trans community and about a trans boy who moves to a new area and, yeah, just really grappling with growing up. So, yeah, that one's had a lot of research as well. And, yeah, uh, yeah, it's really powerful, but I'm I'm really excited. And I'm filming, I'm local for that one. I'm filming up north, so that's right. Oh, fantastic. That sounds super interesting. Thank you so much for jumping onto the Mighty Dragon podcast to share your knowledge, experience and memories of Firefly. Thank you so much, Anne-Marie. Thank you. Hi, Mia. Hi, Olivia. How old are you? I'm five and I'll be six in two weeks. My next question is, do you like being an actress? Absolutely love it. I do lambda and singing. Do you like to practice acting at home? So I practice my self-tapes at home with mummy. What's the name of your film that you are in? Film's called Fly and Fly! Do you like wearing a wetsuit with Firefly? I liked not wearing the fly suit because it was um, too cold and too tight. Can you show me some sign language? Mia, this is beautiful and this is granddad. Question is, was there any funny moment? Yes, because um, I fell into the ball um, and my boots were full, silly me. Sing me a song from Mary Poppins. Yes, here we go. Let's go fly a kite up to the highest height. Let's 
go and fly a kite and send in soaring up through the atmosphere, up where the air is clear. Oh, let's go fly a kite. Can you do a impression of your favourite thing? Hmm. Guess what this is. Rawr! 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 Is it a rhino? Oh no, that's one. Yeah. Oh, it's a rhino! Yeah. <laughs> Next question is, what's your favourite joke? Why did the chicken cross the road? It was kicked in another side. Was it hard not to laugh? It was really hard to laugh because I was behind the door. It was really funny to brush my teeth in the camera. Ah, thanks, Mia. Bye. Ah, ah.